When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Michael, and guess what? Bigfoot Collectors Club is back. But before we get to this week's episode, I have some Patreon shoutouts. So, I would like to thank our supporters over at Bigfoot Collectors Club, the other side. They are Heidi Klein, Maureen Ellsbury, Lily Evans, Leah Thompson, Joe Weiss, Abby Matthews, Jody, Wandering Star 78, Jessica Gunther, Sylvanus Paul, Frida Masters, and Asher Sloth. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Honestly, we cannot do it without you and patrons just like you. Everyone, thank you so much. We love you. Kisses. Now time for the show. Yep. Yep. Guard against the acquisition of unwanted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic process. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you Ask what you can do for your country. I have a dream. My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. For the eyes of the world, now look into space, to the moon, and to the planets beyond. We have vowed that we shall not see space filled with weapons of mass destruction, but with instruments of knowledge and understanding. And one Is it 
that summers aren't feeling like summers right now. Climate change. Climate change. Good call. <laughs> Riley wins. Yeah. I feel it's also <laughs> it's like old change. Like, I'm just getting old. I just had my 15-year-old nephew in town, and that dude knows how to summer. He rolls into L.A., he gets a trip to E3 and a trip to Disneyland, then he pieces out and plays all the Persona games for the rest of the summer. <laughs> this kid is chilling, and I... Rollerblades on Venice. I wanted to tell him... Ice cream scoops at the malt shop. I wanted to say to him before he left, this is the last summer you're ever going to have that's like this, but... <laughs> you know, I didn't want to ruin it. He'll figure, it. figure that out, but geez, it's... I mean, it's already July 4th, yeah. and I feel like all I've been doing is hustling. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What yep. is up? I need a vacation to a tropical island. That would be nice, man. Got to make that Skrilla. Got to make those ends meet, son. Bigfoot bucks. Uh, Hell well, yeah. Got to make those Bigfoot dollars. I, I like that... he says hustling one time and you just go full street. You're just <laughs> you? like... <laughs> Every now and then a little street pops out of Bryce. Yeah, man. Hey, I everybody. Like welcome like back to Bigfoot side. Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host... Bryce motherfucking Johnson. And our super producer... <laughs> Riley Bray. And Guys, we're laid back and we're chilling because it is our second annual Bigfoot Collectors Club 4th of July special. Happy 4th, people. That's where you get to kick it with your Bigfoot boys. And we will tell a high strangeness story that involves a president. Oh, yeah. But that's I love those. later in the show. Guys, before we kick into what we want to do today. So throw on a burger, pop a Sammy. Do, pop, do you pop, pop a, a Sammy? Sammy? Sure, pop a Sammy Adams. Why not? Oh, a oh sam- I, I was thinking about a sandwich. Oh, you're popping oh. a sandwich. I'm just <laughs> cutting like, off all the words. Pop open a fresh sandwich. <laughs> Bryce is just product placing his new product. Sammy in a can. Sammy in a can. <laughs> oh my god, popping Sammys. You should do that. Um, <laughs> because uh, honestly, this business is done. Um, okay. Uh, speaking of business, I'm going to do a little housekeeping okay. up at the top of the show. Um, first of all, I want to let everyone know that a few weeks ago, Bryce and I were on uh, former guest Ryan Sprague's podcast, Somewhere in the Skies. Yeah. We had a blast talking about Contact in the Desert, which you've heard about because that was our live show. And also, if you're a Patreon, you heard us uh, talk about that the other week. That dude's um, the man. That dude is awesome. He's over at Alien Con right now. Repping. Update, I did not go. I know, me neither. Because I was so tired but i saw the pictures and that's what i was looking for like lines outside the coliseum people in alien costumes just it looked fun you know yeah uh we are festival environment we are going next summer official we got to figure that out uh i need a little bit more heads up and a little bit more not that contact wasn't fun i mean i had a friggin' blast and guess what uh i guess i can announce this do it we've been officially invited back for next year oh, Nailed hell it. Yeah. so nice. we will be back at contact in the desert i can't nice. wait and honestly. uh we were we're gonna have an even bigger and better show next summer so if you're thinking about coming yeah. you have a year to plan to yeah. come see us at contact in the desert in indian wells california it was Probably rolling out all the stops and, next yeah. year. Uh, we will have more information when that becomes available. Book your tickets now. Book your tickets now. <laughs> Guys, also, we have new shirts up at tpublic.com. Oh, yeah, those I are love uh, so We have uh, high strangeness shirts based on uh, Bryce's 
uh, Red Devil, his tuna can devil. Yeah, man. <laughs> Got to skirt around that copyright. But um, <laughs> they're illustrated by Ryan Cody, who was my artist on Adventure Van. So if you haven't been over to the T Public shop, uh, Google Bigfoot Collectors, go to tpublic.com, search Bigfoot Collectors Club, and you will find the new shirts there. I love it. The uh, start at the uh, contact in the desert, Michael's like, uh, I might have been visited by an alien gray, and then I'm like, and I was visited by the devil when I was a boy, and then just like, <laughs> a cold chill I know, and then came over made the room. Shirts. Yeah, like, yeah. Michael's gray, like, don't mention that. Grace was like, <laughs> Satan scares people. And then, oh, right. Yeah. And then we made a people. shirt about it. My but, bad. But the shirt is badass. Yeah, and of course, all colors and shirts are customizable, yep. so you can kind of design the uh, one you want. Finally, we've had a couple questions about what happened to our Facebook page, and I have an answer for you. Uh, that Facebook page was set up under my account uh, when we first started the show, and guess what? I hard bounced on Facebook. Yeah, wow. so All right. I deleted my account, and with that went the BCC page. Now I was aware of this. Ha- being an issue i felt a little bad about it in fact i uh even though i hadn't updated the bcc facebook site in a while uh i only hung in there that long because i thought shit well you know some people like to go to that page here's the thing maybe we'll do another facebook page most likely not but uh if you the <laughs> listener out there want to start a group page by all means do it nice yeah um, I'm into that for sure i feel like that's something we can hand over to our listeners to curate if anyone wants to take the leap and do that feel free um contact us at yeah, collectors club really at gmail.com let us know if you want to do that um otherwise instagram is kind of the spot if you want to see any photos or anything that we're doing, even though it's owned by Facebook, that's kind of our jam. <laughs> Come follow along there. And, of course, we're also occasionally tweeting over at Twitter. But yeah. if you want visuals... Come to Instagram, and I dig the and I dig the Twitter too because it's a nice it's a nice group environment to be uh, you know uh, just communicating that way. Whereas pictures, you're just like cool pick. And like, yeah, well, Twitter, we can get down into some. I'm more a little gritty, bit more. Stuff running the instagram side of things and bryce is running the twitter side of things a little bit more and bryce does a good job of catching um some of the latest like articles and reposting them over twitter um i really like i so regret stories and pictures um picking that handle beat bigfoot <laughs> underscore c club because i was trying to do like, like bigfoot collectors club but it was like too long and i didn't i didn't have the wherewithal to do bigfoot i mean pod, maybe we bigfoot can change it podcast and lose all of our 500 followers we can just hey, switch we, it over we, to we appreciate bcc us. yeah all 500 I, you know maybe yeah, we'll, we'll have do. more if our handle isn't bigfoot we, underscore c club what would be the ultimate twitter handle sexy just, naked bigfoot oh yeah why didn't i do think Dumb, of that? that's how, how you get the BCC? internet BCC podcast. BCC podcast. That would be a good one. Yeah. We're learning as we go along. <laughs> Great. Now somebody's going to take it and sell us back to it. Honestly, I didn't even notice that our Facebook page was gone. So that's how I've been to all that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> Riley, 
Oops. You don't check your fucking texts to save your goddamn life. I know, because a lot of times I'm recording. I, I turn, It's on airplane right you now. You gotta be like an actor and have that phone on you. <laughs> oh, like, just that. waiting. I, fuck that. I don't you even answer that phone checking. my agent calls. Fuck all that. Is yeah. Such yeah, a lie. Voice some, bitch. some Bill Murray shit. That I'm going to get a tape, <laughs> a tape message slide. machine. That's what I'm going to uh, get. Yeah. Oh, boy. All yeah. right. Anyway. That's the end of housekeeping. Let's get on with today's show. How's everybody doing? Awesome. Yeah, very good. Except for this fucking tooth. What's going on with Except that tooth? Except for the excruciating oh, pain. Except for the What's excruciating happening, big tooth? sobbing pain in my mouth. I don't know. What's it's, up with you and your bones? I don't know, dude. It's I got some I got some tooth shit going down, so Bryce's face is very swollen it's right now. It's pretty swollen. Dude. Your I cheeks are like almost a... as chubby as mine. <laughs> oh, whatever, dude. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm in a little pain, but it's okay. It's I, I, I enjoy this distraction. I'm, I'm... Are you on anything? No, I was like, I was like, I even asked the dentist. I was at the dentist today, and I was like, so what should I do for to manage the pain? Hint, hint, wink, wink. Yeah. And he was just kind of like, uh, you know, Tylenol. You could, you could go three of them. And I'm like, oh, thanks, Doc. <laughs> All three, huh? Yeah, wow. Great. And I was like, somebody's going to be back on the old cannabis. Uh, oh, shit. No, cannabis wouldn't do anything to eliminate Are pain. Are you kidding? What? No. It does everything. It does everything. It I doesn't eliminate say. tooth pain. Sure it, it just, does. Sure it will. It just makes you like just makes dimensional you more portal high. in your mind and, while your tooth hurts. Dude. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> makes your tooth hurt in space. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. It transports your tooth to the yeah, Bigfoot dimension. The wifey wouldn't be having that, so we'll just we'll just tolerate right. pain. Oh boy! All, All right, right. Stoic. Well, stoic. I can always punch yeah. you in the dick, and then that, that pain will distract yeah. from your tooth pain. Let's do that, um, <laughs> guys. Yeah. Since I've last seen you, yep. I've been to Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge at you Disneyland, have. and I got to tell you, it is. Fucking incredible! Yeah, dude, those pictures look yeah, insane. Yeah, I was—I saw your pictures. I was, was how, jealous. How bit. did you do that? Did you get like? Uh, did you? I got a reservation. You—you you made a reservation. Yeah, online. now, now by the now it's it's, it's kind of open, open to, to the, the public to the raging public. Right. But I got a reservation in advance. It was like going to. It's the closest thing to going to an alien planet. I think we have. That's it so really. Cool. That's so I don't know cool. about that. Is, <laughs> well, I'm telling. I mean, that and the rock and roll Ralphs that I was just at on sunset. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. okay. I, I, I stand uh, corrected, but uh, it is a work of fucking art. It is awesome. next level. It is. I have to say, and I'm not kidding. The um, description of the higher dimension that people have gone to on psilocybin or DMT, when people have talked about going to a higher dimension and saying it's realer than real, yeah, there are elements of this park that feel that way. When really? you were standing wow. looking at the Millennium Falcon and this like... Black spire, petrified tree, sculpted backdrop. It is. It looks realer than real. Like the detail and the colors are just a little bit more heightened than you would see in anything in real life. But it's all really there, and it's all you know, sculpted and handcrafted. It is un. Fucking believable. Some of these pictures that I took, it looks like there's a computer generated backdrop. Yeah. And I have to think that somewhere, somehow in this process, there is information 
from a higher dimensional reality coming down, dripping down into our reality and making itself manifested in the third dimension. Guys, it is the closest (laughs) it is the closest thing I have ever seen to a movie coming to life in our world. What do they call the what do they call the Disneyland artists or the uh, the Imagineers. Imagineers, right. I imagine like the supervisor coming in. Okay, guys, today's our DMT drop. <laughs> let's I, uh, let's do this shit. <laughs> but I'm telling you, Sarah, you want to start? The Star Wars dimension is breaking through into our reality, and it is a strong uh, entity. And it it's like it's. It, I'm telling you, it's Can't not. Wait to see it. Look, you know, it's still. An amusement park, but I got to say, you don't know you're at Disneyland, and that's not a bad thing. I love Disneyland. You are in a different world when you're there, and I can't help but just feel like it was in the back of my mind. Terrence Mm. McKenna was there in the back of my mind. I was like, this is realer than real. Something is glowing review from uh, changing our reality. It is a physical. A uh, uh, construct that alters your reality when you walk into it, and it's only going to get cooler. Wow! So that's good art. You there gotta you go. go, guys. Some good ass art right there. Yeah. Awesome. I can't wait. To, I really can't wait to All check right, it out. Cool. It is like installation art on another level, dude. It is yeah. great. Oh, that's um, so cool. Uh, so cool. Yeah, uh, Bryce, mm-hmm. you've been off. You've come back from your secret project. Are you yeah. done? No, I have a little bit more to go. Uh, but, uh, just a teaser, man. I think, uh, when I, when I get to announce, when I'm allowed to announce what I'm working on, it's, uh, not only will it be cool, but the, the stuff we've been doing has been really amazing. So I'm, I'm totally stoked. And, uh, can you tell us where you just came from? Uh, yeah, I came from Maryland. Okay, Maryland. Okay. Um, but right. I, I've been in other places as well. I'm sort of traveling the country. Yeah, you posted a video not too long ago of you on like some sort of, uh, were you on like an uh, it like a lake or something? Were you out in like some all-terrain vehicle? Oh, oh yeah. that one with yeah. the coffee. Yeah, yeah, that was a good in one. the yeah. woods. That might have been the Pacific Northwest on a cool side by side. So you've been coast to coast on this project. Fucking coast to coast, dog. All right. Wow. Yeah. Um, in fact, I brought you guys some gifts. I wonder if I should just pull them out. Let's do it right now. Yeah. All right. I don't want to give too much away. But, well, uh, uh, can I ask you? Uh, have you whoa, whoa. <laughs> are these eight by ten autographed wow. photos of bob gimlin yes they are holy whoa. shit <laughs> unreal oh i'm taking a photo Straight of this to right the frame. now i'm glad you guys appreciate that because wow. there's, there's yeah. so many people who are like who's that cowboy i'm like oh boy <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you who that cowboy it's is america's <laughs> dad bob that's america's dad right there boy that is the spirit of freedom this with a handlebar spirit. mustache. Look at it. Yeah. Nothing, nothing says July 4th like Bob Gimlin. Oh, you know what I'm man. Saying? He yep. is a true American hero. He really yeah. is a true American hero. God, and and, so uh, awesome. and he's, now, how did he's you, reached legend status. How did you get those? Well, it, it's part of the project I'm working on, and uh, I can't give away too much, but I mean, that's that's a hint, if any hint. You know, wow. So. so it's about vampires. Yes, it's about vampires. Right. Can I Got ask it. you this? Blood-sucking ways. Without giving too much away. Mm-hmm. Are you any closer to the truth? Yes. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, for sure. Do we have cool updates that you can give us off mic? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, totally. (gasps) We got a couple in contact in the desert off mic. Yeah. Yeah. You have more than that. Yeah. 
Oh, Fuck, yeah. dude, guys, yeah, this is good. I'm telling you, good. I know you're pissed at us because this has been going on for a really <laughs> I know. long time. Sorry, I, I, I'm under a non-disclosure, but uh, uh, but you're going to be super excited. Yeah, it'll be exciting. Wow. Okay, cool. great. All right, yeah, this is cool. a good catch up. That's awesome. Anything yeah. else you want to mention about your trip? Um, no, I'm having a blast, and I'm I'm doing what I love, and I missed you guys. I'm, we oh, missed we you miss too. You too buddy. We missed yeah. each other. You will, of course, mm-hmm. be able to sit down with Riley and me as soon as possible and oh, talk about this project. And we will let In Bigfoot Collectors Club Scouts know. Oh my God, they're going to get. Oh, for sure. Yeah. What's going on? Hands down. Okay, cool. Scoops. All right. So <laughs> we're not tormenting you. <laughs> you know, if I could get it out of him right now, I would. I know. Can I? I no. You cannot. No. Can Riley? No. No. Can this team of lawyers? Can you, can you drop one tiny hint? Well, one he just more gave time. you an enormous one autograph Bob Gillen photo. Give us, what more do be, you want? It can, be a, it can be a word. Show some gratitude. It can be a word. It can be a word. No. Uh-uh. For our listeners. No. Our listeners didn't get an autograph Bob Gillen headshot. I'm talking to the Club Scouts out there. It's 4th so, of July. Look at Michael working Give his way. Give one, one really little working. tease. He's one little working tease. working his way. It can be anything. It can be no. mysterious. Gimlin. That's the word. No. <laughs> One I, little thing. I, Idaho. Idaho. Oh. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, right. so we got okay. Pacific Northwest, Idaho, and Maryland. Great. Great. Love right. it. Thank awesome. you. Put the puzzle awesome. pieces together, people. Great. We you do love it. it. See how I get what I want? I walk away. It's all good. good. You're good. <laughs> do it for our listeners. I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I walk away. It's a catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Riley, what do you got? How You've been on I tour, on spin tour. drift? Yeah, it was so fun. We did like five shows. Uh, we went and visited our label, Alternative Tentacles, in San Francisco, which was like a little, little tiny backstory. Um, so Spindrift signed with Alternative Tentacles, which is run by Jello Biafra, who's the singer from the Dead Kennedys. You are. Wow. Wow. The, it's like the coolest thing ever. The, the thing that's really crazy about it is that I used to work like 10 years ago in a screen print shop that was right next door to alternative tentacles. And I printed like all their merch working in the screen print shop. And I was like, one day I'm going to put out a record on AT wild. And then it actually happened like 10 years later. And so we went back and the offices are still there. So I get to walk into the offices and they're like, they were like hanging out and they're giving us all these records. And they're like, and we were kind of being really shy about it. And they're like, no, no, like we, like we want you to take these records. We want you to hear your label mates. And that's like when it hit me like, Oh, like label mates, label mates. I love that. It feels so good. Cause like I've been a professional musician for many years, but I have not like had my name on a proper record contract. You've never had label really? mates ever. <laughs> really? No, everything's been self-released or working on different things or like making music for TV and film. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah. never just like a proper like making a record for a label that is like a serious label that I Dude, respect. Congratulations. Wow. Dude, that's, that's awesome. So it's really awesome. great. Yeah, this like very full circle moment. So and yeah. You have Bigfoot Collectors Club to thank for that. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I mean, all of sure. our dreams Dude, are coming so, true because of this podcast. You so deserve it. And for the people who haven't seen our studio through our Instagram, I mean, it's littered with musical instruments. And Riley really can just sort of grab anything and impromptu just swing it, man. He's like, you're Thanks, just man. so musician, musical. 
And uh, yeah, dude, that's I, just, I gotta say, so everyone cool. loved Thanks, you man. on that. Uh, what was that weird drum you were playing in contact? Oh yeah, the hang drum. Oh, yeah, yeah. The hang right. drum. People keep on saying, on, wanting to know if you bought that drum. Let's just call I wish it UFO that I did, drum. but it was like it was it was it's a lot a little overpriced, too right? much. But you're gonna yeah. get one of those eventually. I will get one. That of those shit drums. was good. Yeah, yeah they were they were asking like two G for that or something. Right? It was too much. That's crazy. But I mean, they're expensive instrument. It's they're handmade. Right. Yeah. Besides the point. Anyways. One. it was amazing like that was so cool and then we got to hang out with jello and he's like helping sort of shape the record and he's like kind of a musical hero to me and so it's just like just such a great little run and we came back and we played the echo in la and it was almost sold out not quite but like packed to the walls wow. yeah there was a mosh pit at the end of our set which no i haven't way. had in a while it was just like yes this is good everyone is loves a mosh wow pit. man yeah. yeah it was good Living no the dream. one totally has ever yeah. been yeah. upset by anything that's happened in a mosh never pit. that's never, never gone no. badly for I anyone man good for you person. that's great yeah, uh that's phenomenal for it's fourth of july or it will be tomorrow are you hanging out are you performing anywhere we're playing at harvard and stone um that's an aug i think august 8th i think okay. it's a little ways off we're finishing up the record for alternative tentacles right okay, now great. so cool when i'm not in here with you guys i'm in here with the man we're working on the record that's why you don't has anybody just curious has anybody ever come up and be like i love the podcast do you have any uh crossover fans from... yeah, what do people say about us when you're yeah, hanging out yeah, with yeah. About you, Riley. <laughs> what, do, what do your fans think about us there's not been a single one yet okay All and right. i'm waiting for that moment it's coming that one crossover fan that's it's like coming. bcc spindrift it's like we yeah. gotta it's coming we gotta promote spindrift more on this uh show so maybe. if anybody wants Dude, to come spotify to the spindrift, spindrift their, their sound is in freaking credible uh psychedelic western it's like it's like tarantino-esque like all right it's just fucking dope i like how this has just now become a commercial yeah. for my band that's great yeah. speaking <laughs> of commercials i will take it yeah. speaking <laughs> of which we're gonna take a very very quick break and okay. when we come back disclosure we're gonna have <laughs> we're gonna catch up on all the stories that have been happening this summer yeah it's a shit storm and do a little bit of a uh paranormal news story roundup awesome. love it great so guys it is our second annual fourth of july celebration and i do have a story of high strangeness cool. for you guys this week however uh it's been a minute since we've all been in the studio together last week's episode with donalyn champlin amazing guest yep. we love her great fucking story about uh her encounters in vegas uh, if you haven't listened to that, go back, check it out. It's awesome. Um, that was recorded a few weeks ago. So uh, we haven't seen each other for a while. Um, and a lot is fucking happening in yeah. the news. Yeah, yeah We totally. haven't even recorded since the story about the FBI uh, investigating Bigfoot hair came out. <laughs> right, right. Do you guys remember this? Yeah, Peter Burns Company, uh, Oregon Bigfoot National Society in the 70s sent a hair sample to the... Uh, to the FBI asking if they if they would look at it under their microscopes and possibly even do a DNA analysis. This all came out in the Washington Post mm -hmm. um, uh, last month, and it turns out that one we've learned what two things: one that the FBI took it seriously enough to actually analyze. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, that that's cool. cool. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they were like. Like, didn't yeah, right. just go whatever and yeah. ignore it. They actually took the time 
And we all know that, you know, the, their Bigfoot was at a height of popularity mm-hmm. in the 70s. So the FBI took it seriously enough to check it out. And it turns out it was what, Bryce? Well, it was it came from uh, the Deer family. Um, so, I mean, it was a, a little disappointing, I guess. But I mean, what was I what was I expecting? Like, it's confirmed, you know. Uh, so it was a little, <laughs> yeah, cl- that's what you were expecting. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it was a little clickbaity, and uh, but at the same time, I guess it's cool. It's like at least you know, it's part of uh, the composite picture of all this stuff coming out in the news, all this UFO stuff, and mm-hmm. all these leaks, and all, and, and to see Bigfoot in there. Uh, in the Washington Post, I was like, hell yeah. Well, so that's great. And it's yeah. funny because Peter Byrne never heard back mm-hmm. until they released their files right. last month. Yeah, so that's he, right. He thought they just dissed him. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, we've heard other stories of high strangeness where people send in samples and they mm-hmm. don't hear back. So it also sets a precedent that maybe some of these other things that have been sent in for analysis, whether they be uh implants or strange right. metal or other biological samples interesting will eventually come out in time yeah. with a yes or no it's a good point um yeah. a great point yeah. but so so that's kind of exciting and it's all sort of happening couched in this era where uh you know uh we're learning about a tip and we're learning about uaps and obviously you know this we've talked about this again and again about uh the fact that yes the pentagon has admitted to studying ufos mm-hmm. the navy is now coming out saying we've seen this stuff so i think one of the reasons they jumped on this was 40 years ago uh fbi was studying bigfoot and they've released inconclusive evidence but we're getting some answers at least they're looking that is really nice yeah that was encouraging yeah absolutely and 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 and, uh i've been saying this a few times but it seems to be like this sort of this sort of thing this this uh paranormal phenomenon you know and you can throw bigfoot in there as well but it seems to be coming back into the zeitgeist there seems to think so there seems to be like uh People are very interested in what's taking place, you know, and, and when and when you can get like New York Times covering it and Washington Post and that does nothing but but help the help the case that, uh, you know, because now you can go home yeah. uh, at Christmas time and say, hey, did you see that UFO article in the in the Times? Totally. Did you see that Bigfoot article in the Post? It really and they're very like, much. I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. And so it, 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 it helps eliminate some of that. Taboo Lewis, I've fight. told you, if you come back in this house, <laughs> talk about Bigfoot one more time. Right. You. Washington Post, that's fake news. You gotta wake up, Dad. You gotta wake up and see the world around you, Dad. It's right there in your in your goddamn morning rag. Just look at it. Now, why don't you come sit on my lap while I play a little tune nope, about a frog named Clarence and what? a magical relationship he had with a rabbit. I have my pastimes too, Lewis. I thought you were jumping into like a high strangeness. I'm like, are we we starting? Here we go. Lewis's dad. I like that Lewis's dad is not just a one dimensional character or two dimensional. Well, let's talk about some of this stuff. He's an interdimensional character. It's popping out, right? Didn't you want to like. I did, yeah. So uh, one of the big things that happened when we were in contact in the desert, and you guys missed this, but I was at the panel with a bunch of UFO people, and they were complaining about how. Uh, there was a report in on a website called The Intercept that um, called out 
Louis Elizondo, the guy who yep. was the retired Pentagon official, worked for the Department of Defense. He was the one that spoke to the New York Times about the uh, ATIP program that was studying unidentified flying objects or aerial phenomenon, as they're now being called more and more uh, UAPs instead of UFOs. Sure. Uh, he works with Tom DeLong and uh, with, at Academy to the Stars now because he believes that. It's a better way to get the messaging out and to get information out about this stuff than working within the government in top secret programs. Yeah, which, he officially you know, makes re- sense. He officially resigned a tips stating that uh, they weren't taking it seriously enough. And uh, and he thought this was a matter of utmost importance. So he left that job title. Right. And I guess hmm. they've uh, had a show come out on the History Channel recently that's produced by uh, to the stars, Academy unidentified inside America's yeah, it's, UFO it's, investigation. It's, it's I haven't watched it yet. It's great. Okay, good. So I wanted. To, I assumed you'd seen it. I mean, you have. Well, what I love about it is you have pilots that are in charge of nuclear armament that are, you know, high level people. High, yeah. I mean, these are. I mean, my come on, and these are high level people in charge of, you know, the billion, most important, the things. most important equipment they yeah. can get their hands on. And when they're reporting this stuff on their, you know, field missions along with other pilots. Um, you know, we have to take that seriously. And I, Absolutely. you know, just to give you an example, like I, Bill Nye, and I love the guy. He was on, I forget what, maybe Fox or something. And he was just like, uh, the guy asked him, he was like, so what do you think of all this stuff out of the New York Times? And just so matter of fact, he was just like, look, this is just probably some some uh, top secret uh, military equipment that they didn't know about. And it's just like, how dare you, sir? How dare you? Are you up in that F-18 Super Hornet with commander with the black aces? Are you seeing this with your own two fucking eyes? No, you're not. So get back in your lab and bubble some sodium nitrate and <laughs> shut yeah, the really fuck up, Bill. Shut the oh my fuck God. up, Bill. <laughs> I love you personally. You have been called out. Um, I do too. You have been called out on this show. You come well, on, defend yourself. You said, Bill and I, we're talking directly I mean, to you. Here, you kind of hit you. the nail on the head that uh, the UFO community is very volatile oh, yeah, and angry sorry. bunch of nerds. No, and you, no, it's true. Because people are freaking out that this writer, Chris Clore, uh-huh. called out, uh, said, do we really know that Lou Alizondo ever worked at the Pentagon? And also, this uh, Chris uh, Mellon guy, uh-huh. who was a uh, a former Deputy Secretary of Defense, I believe, yep. um, uh, Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Clinton and Bush, he's also on the show. And Clore was like, guys, all these dudes work at uh, for the production company that's making this show. So, of course, they're going to say that UFOs are real. For- First of all, these are high level dudes. We're talking about Hal Pudoff. Bill Nye, you better start Jim running. Bitch. These are these are guys that just decided, hey, let's do a show on history. I mean, these are guys who have been in the in the dark inner well, circles of military and government for the for the latter the better part of yes. thirty years, working and, on top secret yes. and yes, program. The show is making a subject about a, the thing of which it is most interested in. Mm-hmm. So yes. By default, it is biased. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. it's the, the, they do have an agenda to get this information out to the public. So you either have to buy that at face value right. or not. Uh, of course, uh, many people have come to Lou Alizondo's defense. A lot of the UFO people out there, including George Knapp, are like, guys, he did work for the department. Well, t- yeah. He did work for the Pentagon. 
Uh, let me tell you a little so bit about how this stuff... Chris Clore got his ass handed to him, Let me basically. tell you a little bit about how yeah, this stuff works. So. <laughs> it's called plausible deniability. And what that means is all it takes is one Pentagon staff person to say, nope, he didn't work there, to get the infighting going. And and what mm, they yeah. do this in UFO information forever. They'll, they'll put out some information, they'll pull it back. They'll put it out, and they'll pull it back. And they'll let the people fight amongst each other. They'll change dates, they'll change names, so that uh, researchers will be fighting in amongst each other. It's, it's a real document, yeah. or real information, yet sometimes it's just missing uh, a few pieces, you know? Um, and they do this on purpose, uh, on purpose, and this is how disinformation it's, works. It's only, though, in the UFO community that people would yell at people who have experience in this field for making a show about the thing that they have experience oh, in the field about. That would be like if I, if Riley made a show about musicians, really and then people are like, right. well, fuck this guy. Of course right. he likes music. Right. He's a musician. What an asshole. Like, how dare Bryce and Michael make a documentary about the history of right, television? Right. They're TV actors. Of course, of course totally. they're going to want to talk about this In the this pocket shit. of big TV, yeah, yeah. that it's too. Like, that's not quite... How it works, yeah. and they've been well, apparently very transparent yeah. about what they're trying to do, which mm-hmm. is to get the word out about what's going on with UFOs and trying to get to the bottom of it. But uh, I just thought it was so funny because uh, it was this was like a, this article came out and everyone got outraged while we were sitting at Contact in the Desert. Oh, that's funny. Uh, um, okay. Well, speaking of History Channel and this stuff being in the zeitgeist, I'm looking at a Deadline article that reads, History Channel, Greenlight's Paranormal Nonfiction... Your History <laughs> Channel! <laughs> Greenlight's Paranormal Nonfiction series, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Cool. Oh, so, not only is Unidentified right. getting six episodes but looks like they're gonna do a little expose on skinwalker ranch paranormal is taking over on tv uh i'm not sure uh it says a nonfiction series from ancient aliens in the curse of oak island executive producer kevin burns you know you love your oak so i love me some kevin Mm -hmm. burns and uh you know for those of you not familiar it's actually been um well, sort of, sort of stated that that twenty-two million dollars allocated for ATIP, the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, um, really didn't go towards the uh, research of UFOs. It went to Bigelow's Skinwalker Ranch, and so that's where most of that money, those millions of dollars, were allocated, Whoa, um, all really? to Skinwalker Ranch. Guys, I promise we got some fun ghost stories coming up. I know we're doing some deep dives, but hang in there. Well, this is all relates because not only does Skinwalker Ranch harbor UFOs and Bigfoots coming out of portals, but it it has ghosts and it has poltergeist activity and it has orbs and it has portals that open up in the sky. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it just makes sense. If you're going to put money, if you're going to throw some money at this phenomena, what better place to throw it at than, than Skinwalker Ranch? So I'm really excited. You know I've always loved that story of just what is going on at that place. And um, and that, that it segues perfectly into, into another big thing that I want to talk about is the, uh, is the Davis-Wilson leak. Yeah, what is this? Uh... Uh, I know a little bit about it, but what happened? So there's a lot there. So the Davis-Wilson leak, uh, Richard... Who's Davis? Who's Wilson? Yeah, I'll get to that. And what was leaking? Well, Richard (laughs) Richard Dolan, who is uh, uh, bar none, one of the finest UFO historians, authors there is in the business, he calls this the leak of the century. Really? And, And I'll get into a little bit why, but so the Davis part 
is Dr. Eric Davis. Now, he was a guy that worked for NIDS, at the, the, which is Robert Bigelow's scientific True. company. Yeah. That, the company that, that took that, over Skinwalker that's Ranch. That's right. That's right. And actually, Eric Davis was the one that had a personal interaction with the phenomenon. He's the one that saw that predator-like being cloaked. Oh, cool. And, and who got the... And who, who they crawled the, out of the wormhole? No, no. That was the Bigfoot that crawled out of a yeah. wormhole. We're talking about this creature that he described as like... Just like you saw on the movie Predator when it cloaks and it's like, you know, kind of and it's so like in the woods. Yeah. And he's the one that actually didn't got, have he got a telepathic message. No, that'd be so cool. Yeah. But he got a telepathic message from but this it, this entity that said, so. we're watching you. Well, okay. you know, be warned telepathically, telepathically. So this was Eric Davis. So now he's considered not just a. a, a uh, a scientist for like you know uh, future propulsion systems and and light beam lasers. He's an experiencer, um, so cool. he actually had experiences on that ranch that no one else did. That's Eric Davis, right? So this is the guy we're talking about. And the other part, Wilson is Rear Admiral Wilson, who was the assistant. Oh, I thought di- it was Luke Wilson. Oh, that'd be awesome. Owen <laughs> or Owen Wilson? Oh, it's <laughs> Owen Wilson's <laughs> brother. Why he is, is weird deep in there running around. <laughs> What monster have anything to do with us? What did they ever do? I mean, wh- wh- why can't he just step out why of the portal? Listen, we're I don't all just know. trying to get along here. Does he have a gun that just opens tr- the portal? Just try to sit down and talk to it for a minute. <laughs> That's great. I'm That's going really good. Yours is, yeah, yours, <laughs> dude, really that good. was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, smell, I smell a spinoff. I know. I kind of like <laughs> your Wilson better. So uh, the other Wilson to the to the Davis Wilson leak is Rear Admiral. Uh, I think his name is Tom Wilson. And uh, anyway, so he was at the time... As played by Owen Yes, Owen as played by Luke Wilson. Luke, Luke Wilson. He yeah. was the assistant deputy director of uh, the DIA and I'm Joint a, Chiefs I'm of Staff. assistant deputy director. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get this out of my head <laughs> oh, for the yeah. remainder Great. of this story. You ruined the leak. Now everybody's just going to think Luke Wilson. Listen, we're not trying to alarm... We're not trying to alarm anyone here. We're just trying to get to the bottom of it. Okay, continue. So, but also continue, Michael. That's amazing. <laughs> so the leak was... It was a memo that was uh given to uh it it was the, what they're saying in the in the ufo community is, is that you know this was released through dr edgar mitchell's files dr edgar mitchell was the sixth man to walk on the moon apollo astronaut and awesome. he was also part of nids who worked for robert bigelow so he passed away quite recently and now all these documents start leaking but anyway i'll go into it it's a 15 page document i recommend you look it up online just look up uh davis wilson leak you know, Google Richard Dolan. He's one, and Grant Cameron. They're the two guys that have been, you know, on this topic. But what it says was this guy, Rear Admiral Wilson. He caught wind uh, through a briefing of Stephen Greer. Actually, they were like, he's like, this is what's going on with unacknowledged special assets access projects. And he's like, well, I'm interested. I want to go talk to these people. And so he he goes to talk to these. Uh, these people that he knows are working on an SAP or a special access project, and they and they just stall oh, him S-A-P. right out. SAP, SAP, quick break. And they're basically the memo admits that that even though he had the the authority to be overseeing this project, they completely shut him out. They're like, sorry. You don't have a need to know. I mean, that's and just he not the right attitude livid. when you're trying to build a, a sense of community. But what they did tell him, and uh, so uh, just to give you a little context, this is a uh, 
This is a transcribed sort of memo that Eric Davis took in a car with Admiral Wilson okay. uh, outside of EG&G. Uh, EG&G is that place where, you know, uh, they interview employees to go to Area 51 and shit like that. Oh. Uh, but anyway, so Eric Davis took these copious notes. And in it, Admiral Wilson relays his, well, basically his run-in with these three guys running this special access project and their lawyer and how they shut him down. And he was fucking livid. Mm. And so much so that they were even like, look, you're on your way to a four-star gen- four admiral, right? You keep pursuing this. Uh, we, we could take away a couple stars. So not only were they like, stay oh, away, yeah. they threatened his uh, his credentials. I mean, you what know? have these guys ever done with their lives? <laughs> In the memo, we're gonna need to get you to read this. The, the, the line in the memo, memo, it talks That's about a full page intro. Yeah. It talks about reversed reversed engineering alien spacecraft. It talks about the intact spacecraft, which kind of, if you think about that word, is very important. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean crash. crash. It means intact. It means there's stuff in there like we're traded. we're still trying to figure out how it all works. The project is very compartmentalized, so it works very slow. Um, but it's an explosive leak that really validates how runaway these special access projects are that you can't get inside them. Even if you were a rear admiral on the J2 joint chiefs of staff, you yeah. can't get there from here. This is why presidents don't know That's they're right. not being told this shit. That's right. You know, and it really backs up a lot of what Stephen Greer has talked about in the sense that, uh, um, you know, these, these programs have run away and uh, they're really, you know, the budgets, the, the the black budgets for these things, like the stuff that goes into the Groom Lake budget for all the Area Fifty One stuff. It's like there's this whole. I read an article about this, this whole like other massive amount of money that's just basically and no one knows where it went. It's unaccounted yeah. for. Yeah, it's like it's so much money. Yeah, dollars. mini billions. Yeah, yeah. And that's what these. It's these kind of projects that are being something's being funded by it. Well, it's in not that just memo, he, you know, when Davis is talking to Wilson, he specifically says the guys told me it's reverse engineering, uh, and that there's quotes in there. Not from this world, not made by human hands. I'm a little and confu- so they're literally saying in black and white, yeah, this is an extraterrestrial craft. We have it and we're working on it. I'm a little confused by this. Maybe you can clarify. So this is leaked by the person that was kept out. That's what you're telling me? No. Uh, so this is a conversation between uh, Admiral Wilson and Eric Davis, the guy who saw Predator. It was leaked through Reddit. Nobody really okay. knows who officially leaked it. So have we right? confirmed the, that this is a, a real oh, document? Oh, it's authentic. Oh, absolutely. Greer's been on Jimmy Church Fade Said to Black with saying... The, with the conviction <laughs> well, of a true paranoid <laughs> No, 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 no. Theorist. Well, not only that, because these documents were, were floated around six months prior to them ever being leaked. So Richard Dolan had eyes on a couple pages of these through one of his intact sources. Grant Cameron was sitting on these documents for almost eight months he had them. Uh, he didn't want to release them. He's like... Who's confirmed that they're real? Um, Dolan, Grant Cameron, Stephen Greer. Okay. So oh, it's okay. like the so tribe... people involved yeah. are actually saying, yes, and, these and, are real. And, you know, Grant Cameron put out another memo that was leaked from Edgar Mitchell's files just to say, hey... Mitchell's files are spilling out, you know, and it, it was it was a, a little less what explosive. What we really got to do is get some new file cabinets. I've been complaining about <laughs> yeah the dysfunction of the the engine. The craftsmanship is just b- below standard. But wild stuff, man. Um, that is wild. I stuff. Def- it's hard. It's hard to it, it, you know interpret interpret it and extra 
extrapolate all the information. So if you want to know more about it, you know, just go to YouTube and, and type in. <laughs> go to YouTube. <laughs> yeah. And good luck. Well, no. Have fun. No, Richard Dolan does his pod, his, does his program off of there, and, and you can find Grant Cameron just videos. Just as soon as things start steering into that. You know, but so basically, the the the, the headline here is that he's confirming back a project of reverse engineering a complete yeah that's craft. Right. Yep. That's the that's, that's exactly the, right. I want let me see if I can pull out some uh, some highlights from um, wow yeah, but it's it, it's crazy. Let me see. Uh, what we have here is a very powerful statement of a small group of people. Eric Davis, Hal Putoff, Kit Green, Edgar Mitchell. Now, what are you reading from right now? This is from Richard Dolan's website. Okay, what's that called? Uh, this is called richarddolanmembers.com. Okay. And this is and he's got all 15 pages of the memo Now, it should be said, to the, I mean, it's fair to say that Richard Dolan is definitely a big UFO nut. I mean... I wouldn't call him nut. He's more... He, he's well, always I mean, taken fan... The, no, Stan. No, he proponent. He's a historian. Okay. Uh, he's he's always worked in 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 referencing actual historical documents. So he's not okay. just like a, a a researcher of like. But he's I'm look, in. I'm looking into Atlantis. But no, he's, he's in he's a guy balls who, deep. He in guys, this stuff. yeah, balls deep. He and so is Grant Cameron. These guys work with Freedom of Information Act reveals, and they work with you know. Okay. They work with the history of of yes. the subject. So and they've gotten results with doing. They don't of speculate. And... They don't. They don't do any of that shit. All they do is just you know, um, it's very factual based. So okay, it, cool, which, very good stuff. Anyway, yeah. and then. Uh, yeah. Oh, and you'll love this. Well, read what you're going to read. <laughs> oh, I always just go on to other it's stuff. It's the pain. He's distracted by the pain. I know. <laughs> also, maybe the mockery could be that. It's uh, not mockery. Let's <laughs> see. Clarifying. Uh, right so what we've got here. Uh, I'm just reading. You can, there's so much to read. Right now, we're moving in a very well-defined direction towards some form of disclosure on UFOs. I've been calling it controlled disclosure because, well, it's been tightly controlled to produce a certain spin on the phenomenon, says Richard Dolan. So this is the ah. thing right now that's really popular. Is everyone's mm-hmm. saying we're getting what's called soft disclosure, that yeah. they're giving it out little by little. Yep. And uh, just be aware for UFO fans out there, because even Trump's now in on the game, a lot of this is being teased out to get you to vote in certain ways in 2020. I'm letting you know. You think so? Oh, well, that's 100%. just because you, you just heard that. At well, the I witnessed in the it in yeah. a crowd of people uh, by a po- former congressman, politician saying, yeah, if you want to know more, stay tuned for the second term. Wink, wink, nudge, mm. nudge. So, you know, hmm. no one really knows. No one really knows. But it is, we are living in a time where these documents, whether they be these FBI Bigfoot stuff, also some of this just has to do with time. And the older we get and the longer that this shit sits around, the more likely it's yeah. going to come out. So, Well, and that's what I loved about it. It was really just a... Uh, a malfeasance on the part of the guys who run these groups not to go to Edgar Mitchell's files once he passed and secure them. And uh, But Trump fi- did say, Trump yeah. did make a statement this week being like, oh yeah, yeah, I know about that. That's very interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something about that. Like he oh. even was like... He doesn't know either. No, he doesn't, of course. You that's know, my that's, point. That's the thing about, and that's, yeah, that's a great point is this, like, he doesn't but have But he knows it. He doesn't have that there are people know. that are gonna vote for him that believe <clears throat> or think that he might. So, so he's, not, he's not briefed in on all these no, uh, no, no, no. U- but when you're, USAPs. But when you're talking about it, the soft reveal for like a controlled spin, like 
what what is the spin and who's controlling it? That's the question, isn't it? So that's, I guess like, so, yeah. That's is it the TTSA people or is it the consciousness people? Is it the is it the military industrial complex people? You know, hmm. um, who knows? We just sort of got to follow the breadcrumbs and 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 try and like you know make heads or tails as best we can. You yeah, know? it seems like the spin uh, just from looking at the thinking about it. What's being released through that lens would be sort of like, we've got this under control. Yeah. Seems like that's the spin. Like, oh, yeah, we've been studying it. Don't Perhaps, worry about per, it. Well, or, or, or like, as some people would like to say that it's like, you know, right now the card that's being played is that, uh, hey, this is putting our, our men and women in uniform in danger, especially our, our Navy pilots. You know, this is a national security threat. Maybe we should put some money at this, you know. Hmm. Also, it's this idea that, like, people who have been, like, the armchair molders for, uh, you know, decades that are, like, have been waiting for the moment when a a president walks down an aisle and announces on TV that UFOs exist or they're waiting for a flying saucer to land on the lawn of uh, of of the White House. They're saying, okay, that's not the way this is gonna happen. How it's gonna happen is through a soft, slow control disclosure that Mm -hmm. the deep state is going you know again a lot of this stuff i'm telling you guys goes into conspiracy theory realms very quickly very quickly quickly. those words have been co-opted but that to to deny that there's these you know these groups that run these programs of you know reverse engineering these vehicles is is a disservice that you could call them what you want deep state cabal uh you know <laughs> the illuminati, the illuminati uh, or no. just uh you know uh private 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 uh you know groups you, uh, well it would be like specialized military studies sure, in sure private in, contractors uh, yeah but it, it, it takes place so you know um i don't know so much that it does I tend to still think that they don't know what the fuck they're encountering. And oh, they don't know what they're encountering. And this memo says that. Like, we don't exactly know how it how it works. We're, it's very slow progress. Uh, sometimes we bring it out. We put it back away, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but uh, make no mistake. This document says, yes, it's a craft that's intact, that's not made from Earth. It's not made by human hands. If the document is real and it's right pretty much authentic. real so okay if it's authentic yeah trump was asked about uh the u.s navy pilots and he said i think it's probably i want them to think whatever they think they do say <laughs> and i've seen real. and Confirm. i've read I'm and i've that. heard and i did have one very brief meeting on it but people are saying they're seeing ufos do i believe it not particular. We're watching, and you'll be the first to know. <laughs> Sometimes so. I like. I want them to think when, what they think. Okay. <laughs> when people read Trump quotes, I like to picture him as like a beat poet with bongos. Right, you know? right, right. He's really got this kind of loose verse to everything. <laughs> I want yeah. them to think. <laughs> so uh, another big story that happened this yeah. week, uh, or the uh, last week, or the week before, as you're listening to this at home, and uh, this is the final story that I want to talk about before we go into this week's story of high strangeness. Uh, UFOs over my hometown of Kansas City. Saw that on early, yeah. June twentieth, two white objects were seen in the bright blue Kansas City skies, and people were like, "What the fuck are these? They were spherical in nature. They were round. They were white. They were like moving around in weird ways." Mm. 
And how long um, ago was this? This is June twentieth. Wow. Um, <laughs> so as we're recording this, not that long ago. This yeah. is over the weekend. Gotcha. Um, and people were like, "What the fuck is this?" The National Weather Society came out. They tweeted, "Honestly, we have no idea what this is." Uh, and people thought they might be balloons by Google that Google's using to help, you know, map everything and do satellite stuff or mm-hmm. whatever. And they have a project called Project Loom that sends up weather balloons. Nope, it's none of that stuff. Um, so now people are saying that what they were was something called an Alta balloon by Project DARPA. Um, which is a military project. Defense Association for Research something, right? So on June 18th, DARPA launched three balloons from Cumberland, Maryland in a flight test for the adoptable lighter-than-air program. Department of Defense spokesperson Heather Bob told Gizmodo, um, Alta will demonstrate capability for wind-borne navigation of a lighter-than-air vehicle over extended uh, ranges. Now... They said that, okay, we launched these, but no one in the military confirmed that that's what people were actually seeing over mm. Kansas City. I thought City, DARPA but claimed, claimed them. Did they not? They claimed that they launched them, but they did not claim. They're not saying that those are not actually saying, them. In the articles that I was looking up, they didn't officially say that they were. Um, but the goal of the Adaptable Lighter Than Air Alta program, this is from their website, is to develop and demonstrate a high-altitude, lighter-than-air vehicle capable of wind-borne navigation over extended ranges. The balloons can fly at altitudes of more than 75,000 feet. While they do not have independent propulsion, the Alta vehicle is designed to navigate by changing altitude and thus taking advantage of different wind profiles aloft. Mm, cool. A state-of-the-art winds-aloft sensor, WAS, Waz, Waz is also. We call it Waz. We call it Waz Queen. It's also being developed on in on the program, which is intended to provide real time stratospheric wind measurements. So the thing is, they're just fucking weather balloons. Classic. Basically, just saying again. Classic. They're just playing the hits. They're weather balloons. Mm-hmm. They're just balloons. Just balloons, so guys. It's just funny that uh, just like a contact of the desert, I just kept saying yeah. it was balloons. That was not a balloon. <laughs> they are balloons. That was, that was a craft. Uh, DARPA's rad though. Just yeah, side, de- sidebar. The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of smart, cool. smart people working there. Well, yes, anyway, cool Kansas stuff. City had a thrill, and I'm sure there are people out there that won't accept that answer. But you You're know. sitting right next to one. That's, That's right. some bullshit. Yeah, I do like that they were like, really? We're doing weather balloons again, I guys. Know. It's just, yeah. it, right. it is pretty funny. All right, guys, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's time for this week's patriotic story of high strangeness. <laughs> Regale us, Michael. Regale us. <laughs> Well, boys, it's 4th of July, and it wouldn't be a celebration of our nation's Day of Independence without a story that connects presidents to the paranormal. Mm -hmm. Of course, this year, I've decided to tackle the thing that has scared me the most as a child. That's right. Today, I'm going to talk to you guys about Abraham Lincoln's ghost. Now, I feel like it would be improper to discuss Lincoln's ghost without first addressing his death, which, of course, was a murder, an assassination, 
at the hands of John Wilkes Booth on April 14, 1865. Booth was a famous actor based in New York City, but he was a Confederate sympathizer. In March of 1865, just weeks before Robert E. Lee would surrender at Appomattox, thus ending the Civil War, Booth and a group of conspirators had planned to kidnap Lincoln in Richmond, Virginia, until the president foiled their plot by not showing up at their planned abduction point. Fucking theater folk. Again, I just want to emphasize, uh, we've mentioned, talked about this in the past, that like John Wilkes Booth came from a family of actors. His dad, I believe, was an actor. His brother was an actor. They were basically like the Baldwins or like the Francos of their era. <laughs> so you just have to think of like, imagine if James Franco or Dave Franco try to assassinate a president it's just you know what i mean he was a famous well-known actor of his era it's just very bizarre right it's tragic and bizarre but um so booth learned that lincoln would be attending a production of our american cousins starring acclaimed british actress laura Keene, at ford's theater in washington dc on april 14th just five days after the civil war had ended At 10.15 p.m., Booth snuck into Lincoln's box, where he was sitting with Mary Todd Lincoln, his wife, and Army officer and Army officer Henry Rathbone and his fiancée, Clara Harris, and shot the president in the back of the head with a single-shot forty-four caliber Derringer pistol. Rathbone, the young officer, rushed Booth, who stabbed Rathbone, in return, before leaping out of the box and tumbling onto the stage below, shouting, Sick Semper Tyrannus. Booth broke his leg, but managed to escape in the chaos on horseback. Sick Semper Tyrannus, uh, of course, means, and thus to all tyrants. And thus meaning, to all tyrants. Fuck these guys. Because mm. he, of course, saw Lincoln as a tyrant. Now, according to a story that would become a legend a couple decades later, Lincoln's former law partner and sometimes bodyguard, Ward Hill Lamon, or Lehman, claimed that just a few days before the assassination, Lincoln had had a dream where he walked into the East Room of the White House to see a crowd of soldiers gathered around a coffin mourning. When Lincoln asked who had died... One of the dream soldiers turned to him and responded mournfully, The president. He was killed by an assassin. Some members of Lincoln's cabinet even recalled that Lincoln awoke the morning of his assassination, saying that he had had a dream of sailing across a great unknown sea in a ship. Mm. A 23-year-old doctor by the name of Charles Leal rushed to Lincoln's box after the sound of Mary Todd Lincoln's screams alerted the audience that the that Booth's appearance on stage was in fact unscripted. Lincoln was paralyzed and struggling to breathe. The president was rushed across the street to a boarding house where he was surrounded by close friends, family, and Vice President Andrew Johnson who stood vigil with him overnight. Lincoln was finally pronounced dead on April 15th at 7.22 a.m. Tax day. Thanks for uh, really helping drive home that You're dramatic point. You punctuated the yeah, moment. Welcome. welcome, Michael. Tax day. The 
Since his murder, there are a, there have been a number of sightings of Lincoln's ghost by many well-known persons throughout history. Grace Coolidge, wife of President Calvin Coolidge, 1923 to 29, is the first person considered to have made her encounter public in an article she wrote for American Magazine. Grace claimed to have spotted the spectral vision of Lincoln peering out of his former office window, now known as the Lincoln Bedroom. I saw him peering out the window. Across the Potomac River. Across the Potomac. At the former Civil War battlefield. He was him, I swear. Lincoln's spirit made his presence strongly felt during another period of American upheaval, World War II. Eleanor Roosevelt used the Lincoln bedroom as her study and often said that she felt him present with her while she would work late at night. Is there a UFO landing on the White House lawn right now? Always, always. That was was a ghostly presence. Oh, Michael. Her secretary, Mary Eben, claims to have seen Lincoln in the White House's northwest bedroom, sitting on the bed and putting on his boots and rushing off as if he were in a hurry. FDR's valet, Cesar Carrera, allegedly ran from the White House screaming after he claimed to encounter Lincoln Specter. Even Winston Churchill had a run-in with old Honest Abe. While visiting the White House, the Prime Minister was walking out of the bathtub, completely naked, hot. and saw mm. Lincoln standing by the fireplace in his room. Also hot. Churchill <laughs> said that he told the ghost, Good evening, Mr. President. You seem to have me at a disadvantage. <laughs> that old <charmer>. Churchill. <laughs> Churchill. Every he's a, time. He's got a line for every occasion. <laughs> Uh, and they said that while he seemed cool about the encounter, he refused to sleep in that room ever again whenever he came back. And Churchill wasn't the only foreign dignitary to have seen Lincoln's ghost during FDR's administration. Queen Wilhelmina, Wilhelmina from the Netherlands was staying at the White House when she was awoken by a knock at her door late at night. When she got up to answer, she saw... President Lincoln standing at her door and the queen fainted. Mm -hmm. Harry Truman never saw Lincoln's ghost, but he would encounter strange knocks and moving objects while living in the White House. Really? He wrote in a letter to his wife, Bess, the floors pop and the drapes move back and forth. I can just imagine old Andy and Teddy having an argument over Franklin. Mm. Of course, referring to Andrew Jackson, Teddy Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt. Andrew Jackson's ghost was also said to have haunted the White House. Um, and uh, Truman would claim, would, would uh, say that the knocks, the weird knocks hear, he heard were, was, he thought, Lincoln walking around. However, Truman's successor, Dwight D. Eisenhower, did, in fact, see Lincoln. Really? He encountered him one evening while walking down a hallway... He looked up to see a tall figure rounding the corner and walked straight at him. And it took him a moment before he realized that he was looking at the very image of Abraham Lincoln. Cool. Finally, Reagan's daughter, Ronald Reagan that is, 
Uh, Maureen and her husband, Dennis Revel, encountered Lincoln standing by their fireplace at night while visiting, which they did often. And Revel kept waking up Maureen and saying, there's someone at the fire, there's someone. And I think this happened for a couple nights in a row. And she didn't believe him until finally she woke up one night and saw a man standing at the fireplace in a red coat or possibly robe. And at first she thought it was her father until she realized that she was staring at Abraham Lincoln Hmm. and that he was transparent. She could see through him. Right. She told her father, Ronald Reagan, about the encounter, who responded, Why don't you send him down the hall? I've got a few questions I'd like to ask him. Reagan. Of course he does. That old dog. So, yeah, I mean, again, we've already proven on this show that ghosts are real. Ghosts Done. Are real. Yeah, we yeah. confirmed it here but on the podcast. who yeah. else to believe as credible witnesses other than Winston Churchill, Dwight D. Eisenhower? Liar. Liar. <laughs> Liar. I'm just saying uh, multiple people who've lived in this house have, have claimed to see Lincoln, and those are the only, only the ones that we know about. Yeah. I mean, we forget that America's first house is also its most haunted. Boom. Well, let's talk about this or at for least a little, one of the most haunted. Let's talk about this for a little bit. I mean, um, so what do you think that is? Do you think that's just uh, the, the traumatic energy of that event? Well, I was going to say, the, the Lincoln has all the classic... Uh-huh. origin stories of ghosts and hauntings right he lived in a traumatic time he was a brave leader he kept this co- uh, country you know he intact you know he, he foresaw he, it in a dream foresaw it in and they in articles that i read i guess um that was great by the way riley likewise thanks that was a cool story uh, I, I didn't know Oh, yeah. I mean, this is why... I mean, also, the dude just looks like a ghost, let's be honest. Totally. He's a perfect candidate. He's like a perfect candidate to be spooky. He's got a great costume with a, you know, stovetop hat, you know, top hat. (laughs) Perfect Um, ghost costume, But, like, he, uh, you know, he's got all the right elements. He was murdered in a theater, um, tragically, before his time. Uh, His son, uh, Willie Lincoln, who had died... He also was claimed to have seen people would see his ghost in the White House. Um, and people's legend says that his ghost appears in the White House during times of national upheaval and times when there is trouble on the horizon for the country. Wow. Um, but he did. He, he I guess there's a story, too, where he was worried. He had a dream that uh, his son, Todd, uh, that there was a gun that he had access to. And in the dream, the dream warned him to get the gun away from where his son could get it. And he had Mary Todd Lincoln move the gun because he... So he did... Oh, he listen to that dream. He did apparently... And this is all sort of... Even though he's not anywhere necessarily on record um, saying this, people around him and in his life said that he uh, took dreams... Uh, seriously that when he had a prophetic dream he would pay attention um and of course mary todd lincoln went on to become a participant in some degree in the spiritual movement she would often hold seances right um hoping to speak to her uh 
dearly departed husband. And there's a very famous, or not so famous, but there is a famous photograph of her taken by a photographer who did ghost photos where there seems to be an image of Lincoln standing over her shoulder. And that's, of course, a, you know, it's a hoax. But um, it is her, but the photo isn't, you know, it's meant to look like Mm. um, during that sort of late, 1800s turn of the century uh time when people had like what looked like ghost photos taken with dead family members Uh um but um yeah it's just i just think that he has all the classic um trappings he's a mythic figure he's as close to anything as american royalty that we will ever have other than george washington he is a king in a way and he is one of the most well-known, iconic Americans. So it it's only natural that, you know, I think it's likely that it, he is crossing back over and popping in and just keeping an eye on things. I don't think he's necessarily a soul that's trapped here on this plane. I think he probably is It's more in line with... Um, the way that the spirit realm is described by Adela Levine that, um, you know, that I, I have imagined, I imagine that he will just, uh, drop in on the white house from time to time and, and take a look at things. He's achieved like bonus level status. Yeah. And I think that, you know, he's got such, he's got dip in status. He's got such strong karma, you know, that I'm sure that dude, can like fully manifest and walk around the White House with with more ease than most spirits. You I know like what I mean? There's idea. so much energy around that guy. I mean, we can easily conjure. Think about it. All of you listening at home, you know, you can conjure the image of Abraham Lincoln in your mind instantly. You Do know, it tonight in your bedroom. No, but I mean, <laughs> like that's a face that we all know. Oh yeah. Better than some people that we know in our actual lives, you know. So I, I don't know. I think it's if it's if 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 ghosts are powered by the collective unconsciousness and the ability to manifest mm. themselves yeah. on an energetic level, then boy, I mean, he's got a shit ton of a collective unconscious to access to make that happen. So very well put. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, is he's a, he's a hero and he's a tragic figure, you know, and his ending is so sad. Um, it's very compelling. And uh, it has all the classic beats of of true crime, murder, assassination, and ghost stories. It's a macabre. He's a macabre figure Mm -hmm. um, in his own right, you know. Um, And it's somebody that... As a boy, I was very fascinated by. You, you know. were you were afraid of Abraham Lincoln as a child. Yeah, I thought I thought he was going to haunt me when I was a kid in that's April because that's when he was assassinated. <laughs> you know, mm. um, but yeah. So those, that's the. What do you guys think? I like there are multiple appearances at fireplaces. That seems yeah. like a perfect place for Lincoln's. Well, ghost. and I wonder mm-hmm. if that yeah. means that like you know, there's some element to the fire there being an elemental thing that maybe that's an access way, a portal from the other side, perhaps. And the way that mirrors are often considered to be, or that water is, it would make sense Mm -hmm. that, you know, maybe he's accessing this plane through the the elemental powers of the the fire. I like Mm. that. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. I always view him as like a very contemplative figure too, like deep in thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, standing by the fire, like pondering the fate of the nation. The dude had a lot to think about, and he was a sad guy. He was mourning the loss of his own son. His wife, you know, by accounts, was dealing with some very... 
um, troubling mental health issues and, and grief as he supposedly was. You know, there were all those rumors that perhaps he was closeted. And, you know, so there was just a lot going on in that guy. And he was obviously super brilliant, super articulate, mm-hmm. a graceful and powerful leader. So he's a fascinating American figure. And I guess I'm going to write a book on him now. Seems I have like to. it, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. There One man show, yeah. perhaps. There you yeah. go. Four score. And so this is this is the uh, uh, this is the episode uh, of my impressions. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Real showcase. Um, oh, that was awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, and uh, happy Fourth of July to both of you. Yeah. How will you be celebrating in Canada? <laughs> oh, once again in Canada. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, it's not a snide remark. It's just a, that happens to coincide with our summer plans Got and it. my wife's family's in Canada, but. Uh, I will I will raise some stars and stripes while I'm there. Yeah, All baby. right. Yes. Wear some uh, patriotic undergarments. I will. I absolutely will. Uh, I, I do love this country. So. What about you, Riley boy? I'll probably go downtown, maybe watch the fireworks from a roof somewhere. Cool. Try to shelter Nova from the yeah. blast. You know, that's the 4th of July is the day that Nova was picked up uh, by the shelter. Oh, wow. A very good reminder, as animal lovers on this podcast, double check, make sure your dogs are safe. Yeah, that freaks them out. The shelter gets a lot of dogs on 4th of July because they get out, they run out of their yards and their houses. People, There are a lot of guests over. People are keeping track. So make sure that your dog is happy, healthy, secure, and all of your other pets take good care of them on 4th of July. Good point. Mm-hmm. Um, Amen. Amen. Probably going to set Nova up in here because it's like soundproof. Mm. Yeah. So we'll freak them out and just set them all up. Well, nice. I love that young man. Yeah. And uh, we love you, our listeners. Thank you. Everyone out there, have a safe and happy 4th of July. Uh, if you're living in a different country, same goes for you. It's still the 4th of July. It's not Independence Day, but uh, we hope you're having a great summer. Um, just a random just a random day of Wednesday (laughs) or Thursday Uh, um, also uh, I want to thank everyone who supports us over at the other side our Patreon page and I want to thank everyone who has taken the time to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and put in a review um, yeah, we're getting us. more and more, but it really would help us if you guys would take a moment, go to Apple Podcasts, put in a five star review if we've deserved it and um, if we've earned it, and um, it it will help uh, get the show to more people. And if anyone out there would like to start our uh, group page on Facebook, please feel free. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. Uh, all yeah. right, guys. Cool. Second annual Fourth uh, of July celebration is coming to a close. Let's go order a pizza and uh, watch, watch a Bigfoot a, movie. Let's watch a Bigfoot movie. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Done. All right, guys. Have a good one, everybody. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks. Happy Independence Day. Cue the fireworks. Now Bryce just sits in here alone for like twenty minutes making fireworks <laughs> noises. <laughs> <laughs> what are you still doing? We're all <laughs> Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month.
Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their case has had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible, and if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.